my goodness. <laughs> we always do that. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. That was the clearest the sound has ever come out, and I'm so excited about it. I said oh it goodness. right on top of the microphone. That was right on top. Right it was top. beautiful. It Thank was you. beautiful. I could hear every note, and it like actually makes sense now. So I'm so excited for this. Um, we're gonna have a great episode today. Um, yeah. So today we have a guest, and I'm so excited about this. Stuff. Oh my goodness. Wait. I'm Miranda Shivani. They Bye. should know by now. Goodness. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm Shivani. Every time, because that is our pattern. I always yell. <laughs> I okay. know. I know. Yes. Um, yes. Like you yes. said. Is this, is we have a guest. Yes, okay. yeah, go ahead. Hi, I'm Anna. Um, I live with Miranda. I'm an English major, currently mining in communication and media studies. So have a lot to say about what we're gonna talk about. Um, thrilled to be here. This is gonna be fun. Hey. Yay. Um, yeah, so today we were gonna be talking about internalized sexism and stereotypes. And I'm very excited to hear like what we have to say about this because I know I've had a lot of experiences and a lot of things that I can refer to. And just like thinking back on it now, it's just insane to me like how much I have like internalized some of this stuff and like oh, haven't really like noticed it until like now or like mm -hmm. in the recent past. So um, do you guys have any like beginning, like, I don't know, starting points or you guys wanna talk about like sexism in general or stereotypes or? stories do you guys have any how about the color pink let's start off okay. okay yes, yes. Okay. let's do it yeah i myself refused to like the color pink until i was a sophomore in high school because i thought it was too girly i totally understand that i um did an insta instagram post on this actually too i also was really scared and like embarrassed to like pink because it was just like associated with like feminine things that like weren't for some reason like ex like pink was associated with being I guess I don't know in my head it was like really girly kind of dumb and kind of like all over the place and not exactly like you can't take someone who likes pink seriously at least that's how I process it process it in my head so instead I decided to like the color orange I would tell people I liked the color orange when in reality I really just like pink but it's just like so sad because like society makes you feel bad for liking a color that you know they there's social constructs and it's so annoying to me but yeah go ahead I just kept talking go ahead <laughs> no you're good I just can completely relate to what both of you said and I definitely had a period especially in middle school when kind of everyone was going through it <laughs> which is just middle school is like yeah. a notoriously bad time for like I don't know just figuring yourself out all that stuff mm -hmm. um but yeah I definitely remember that period distinctly as a time where I was just vehemently anti-pink and it was so embarrassing I mean like for a long time, I didn't really know why. I just knew that it was a, a bad color that like I shouldn't like. Um, and then what you said, Shivani, about just it being associated with a lack of intelligence or just like uh, pink be not being taken seriously just shows how like heavily gendered colors are, I think. And, and it's yeah. very stupid. But yeah, I remember just being like, I can't like pink. People won't take me seriously. So I like blue. And so not only was I being like, no pink, anti-girly, all of that, I was trying to fit more into like, I guess, the, masculine. The blue, because yeah, always right. like blue. Uh -huh. yeah. And with that, right. I would be like, also, I remember animals, like my favorite animals, I would say were like snakes or like okay, something like that. Snakes are dope. They um, are dope. I agree. I still love snakes, but like, 
just just lying about what my favorites were and my favorites would always be that like tomboyish mm -hmm. more masculine stuff yeah. and it was always looked upon as like not great to mm -hmm. be into more girly things and I think that really sucks because now I adore pink and it's legit one of my faves and it's a fantastic yeah. color yeah. so just the turnaround there and yeah it's really interesting because like girls did that like where they tried to be masculine it's not like guys tried to be feminine so it was literally no. like it was literally like seen as inferior to be a woman yeah and if guys like exactly. pink, they get called like gay and stuff yeah for some reason yeah for some reason right. that's indicative of sexuality i guess it's just a whole right. messed up web where in the end associating with feminine things is not a good thing so i think that's right. really messed up <laughs> in a lot of it ways is. It totally is. I totally agree with that. Oh my goodness. Like I just had so many thoughts, but now they're like all kind of like oh, sorry. out of my head. But like, no, no, no. I know I like really that I enjoyed that. That was amazing. But yeah, no, for some reason it was just like being I I had that face too where like I wanted to be like more masculine. So I tried to be like a like I don't know, a tomboy and I would like play. Yeah. I went to like an international school when I was in elementary school and they had one soccer team. They didn't have like a girls or a boys soccer team. They had like just like mixed so mm -hmm. I was the only girl on the soccer team and they there was a lot of sexism like just going on within there oh, yeah. they would like um they just like kind of I didn't know how to play soccer and no one would tell me how so I ended up hitting the ball into the wrong goal and yeah. they, no one <laughs> told me why or how to play they're just like oh she'll figure it out but like you know the fact that I was a girl they just wouldn't pass the ball to me and also like in PEs like you know like in high school oh the boys Yeah. Oh my lord! <laughs> Do you have being so bad? Yeah. They exactly. like taught sexism in like elementary school because they're like boys on this side, girls on this side, and mm -hmm. also like heteronormativity. If you if you're a guy and you kick the ball to a girl or like throw the ball to a girl, it means you have a crush on her. Oh, true. something that like oh, happened a lot so in my grade in middle school, and it was so weird because like just boys and girls would not associate with each other. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so true. I I still feel like that goes on today. It's just like if you associate, like I still feel like that sort of thing where like you can't be friends with a boy or a girl. Oh, like you know, sure. boys and girls can't be a friend, can't be friends. It still goes on, and it's still like hard to like. Yeah. I feel like I have to like, what's what's the word? Not validate. Not valid. Mm, do I have? Was it is it validate? I don't know. I have to like. Um, do you know the word I'm talking about? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I have to. And then I, I have to, to, okay, I'm just going to use the word validate and tell me if I'm using it right. Okay. <laughs> I have to like validate myself whenever someone asks me like, if I'm just like friends with a dude or if yeah. I'm like into that. Validate, I'll explain do. yourself. Yeah, that makes oh, goodness. sense. I'm okay. sorry. I'm so bad with words. <laughs> Justify also works. Justify. That's it. There That's you go. It. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just words. So mm -hmm. there you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really sad. But I feel that, like, in elementary school, I mean, it still happens now, but I'm not friends with as many guys. Um, but in, like, elementary school, I, like, held hands with a guy who was my friend, and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. she likes him. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, even in high school, like, people were like, you're talking to this guy, therefore you should date. And I was like, I do not want to date him. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Do you guys have any? Oh, sorry. Go. go you're gonna say oh, something. No, I was just agreeing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Zoom. I just can't hear anything. But, um, do you guys have you noticed any other ways in your life, like presently, that you've seen internalized sexism kind of like happen or like 
go through your life in like in ways now? Do you have anything I can talk on something if you don't? Oh, you can go ahead if you got something. Um, I, we might have already talked about this on the podcast episode, but mm-hmm. up until last December, I hated crying. Um, I had. For the first time I cried in front of my friends was in like junior year of high school. And the first time I like actually willingly cried in front of my friends was like you, Shivani, um, senior, or not senior year, freshman year of college. Um, Just because like all my life, I thought it was like weak to cry and I wasn't a strong, independent woman if I cried. Um, Yeah, so I think that that's internalized sexism because I literally thought, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a good point yeah oh. oh I was just like there's this association with with women and being like overly emotional mm-hmm. yeah. so I, that's kind of what I've gotten so like yeah. I've never when I've cried it's been less like frustration at the fact that I'm crying and more like oh this is normal I guess or just like oh I'm doing what everyone expects like the embarrassment that kind of comes from like oh I'm just like being an emotional woman right now so kind of just that like I guess fitting into the stereotype was more frustrating now I'm cool with it and I'm just like if I'm feeling emotions I'm feeling emotions and that's fine um but yeah I definitely get what you're saying too Mm -hmm. though I feel like when it comes to like hating to cry because it's like showing emotion I feel like that gets pushed on guys a lot more at least yeah I've been around in my life so um would definitely get not necessarily ridiculed because that's too harsh but like just discouraged from doing so and like handle their emotions privately or whatever so yeah yeah, that's just been my experience though yeah no I was about to say the same thing um like what you were saying Anna just like about like the fact that like you know we're in a dominantly like men ruled world I said that really badly (laughs) (laughs) I said that really poorly um but like yeah just like the fact that like because a majority of men are in power it's just like the the feelings that men feel are more dominant so I guess like in that sense because they don't they see crying as weakness we tend to think that too because there isn't enough feminine power that's energy. a good point. I didn't even like think of it that way no yeah that's so true I didn't think about it that way either yeah but it's just like I like totally agree with like I kind of relate to Miranda and the fact that like I would feel weak when I cried but now it's just like I'm so used to like I guess I think I've gotten so used to like not crying that like it's almost I've repressed like so many emotions and I don't exactly know how to yeah like release the emotions I feel mm-hmm. so like I rarely cry I like it takes a lot for me to cry like it just it feels wrong whenever I feel like I'm supposed to cry like something in me just like clicks and then I'm like nope can't cry even though I might want to it's just like I don't know how to right. yeah. I don't let myself cry still even <laughs> pretty frequently because I don't want to like go down that rabbit hole so I only like cry if I'm trying to (laughs) I like convince myself I'm like you know I'm done crying cry later yeah Mm -hmm. and like the act of crying does kind of suck in that when you're done crying you're dehydrated (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so like it's just not a fun experience but like I feel I I am super emotional so I I cry all the time about lots of things and hello and um 
I definitely think it's healthy. And yeah. even though afterwards, depending on how much you're crying, super dehydrated, all that good stuff. Yes. But also for like, sure. there is this sense, at least for me, of just like relief that yeah. I just let those yeah. emotions come out. Yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. super great at holding things back or like mm-hmm. repressing emotions. I guess that was part of the household I grew up in, at least as a girl where I specifically wasn't really ever taught to like hold things back. Okay. Just yeah. was taught that it was okay, which is good. That's awesome. Um, but there have been times that's kind of on the flip side of that where I have been called like either too emotional or just like that kind of thing. So you can't win either way in no. some senses. True. Double standard. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. I know. No. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just no, going to no, talk no. about like um, when, like the one time um, besides when I like cried to you, where I was like, I just let myself cry. But like one time I like, there was, Two instances. There's been two instances where I forced myself to cry where I've been like, I am in a shit mood. I want to just re- cry to relieve myself. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the last time I cried was like when my dad and my brother dropped me off for college and left. And okay. I cried. Okay. And so that was like really yeah. emotional because like I saw my dad crying and he never cries. So I was like, oh shit. Like he's crying. Like, oh my goodness. There's like emotions and like I like didn't know what to do. So I let myself cry for a little bit and I was like it was it was a it was a good cry but also like it hurt because <laughs> I was like shaking yeah. and I was like trying to hold it back but then I was like I can't hold it back so then I was just like blah, blah, blah. and mm. it felt so good after I let it out so yeah. I definitely understand the relief and I yeah I totally understand that but I like wish I could like do it better because <laughs> it, it hurt I don't know why it hurt but like it was like blah, blah, blah. I like physically it hurt not even like emotionally but like I think I think I was just well, like that really sometimes yeah when you cry and it's like yeah I get yeah. That. Uh, like parents crying or seeing your parents oh, cry that's, oh my a, God. that's a deal breaker can't do it like, right there's no one well okay that's no I can't say that but like generally assuming you have good parents <laughs> seeing your parents cry is just like yeah. it makes everybody cry like that's yeah, I can't true. do that for sure very true very very um, true so yeah, yeah. Makes, yeah. Uh-uh. Just even just thinking about it, I'm here like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So, no. <laughs> yeah. Totally understand that. It it's it was a hard time. Just like, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we had something here on talking about like boys being boys. Did you have anything that you wanted to say on that? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Do you, you want to start? Um. Well, okay, so I'm the oldest sister in my family, um, which basically makes me, like, a free therapist. Um, And also, like, I'm the only only sister, so, like, um, I have two little brothers, and the boys will be boys thing um, hurt it a lot, and just don't vibe with it at all. It's lame. I think it excuses bad behavior Mm -hmm. um, when that same kind of grace is not extended to girls Um, and I just don't vibe with it I think it helps a lot of things a lot of behaviors specifically continue that should not and Mm -hmm. um that's just very general but I don't like it in short (laughs) Um, I just have a lot of experiences with it and have heard it Mm -hmm. from multiple people so yeah 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 I totally, totally, totally agree. Like, I cannot, like, say that enough. Like, I I have a younger brother as well, and I love my brother. I do. I love him. But my parents like to give him a lot of attention and make up excuses for things that were very wrong. And if I were to do the same things, I would get in trouble. But him, 
Mm-mm. And it just made me so, so, so mad. I just like, I couldn't control myself. Like I, I think honestly, like I treat him not as great as I should just because my parents have given him so much grace and it's just, it just doesn't make any, make any sense. And I feel like it also like kind of depends on like the culture that you brought, are brought up with and the values too. Um, Cause I know in like Indian culture, like it's a very like patriarchal society over there. So like, you know, boys have the upper hand and like girls, they still don't have as equal rights as like, you know, compared to like America. And it's just, it's so crazy to me is it's like, we're biologically mature faster than boys. Like, how does this make any sense? But yeah. um, it's crazy. That's all I really had to say. But Miranda, do you have anything? Um, I have two things to touch on. One of them, I was going to talk about like that whole concept, which I think I talked about on the Instagram today. So sorry for people who are hearing this twice. But like the whole concept of like, little kids or even like pretty into pretty old ages, like if he's an asshole to you, he has a crush on you. Ugh. No. Like, mm, I, that's, yes. oh God, that's such a popular <laughs> trope. Too. It's literally and, teaching like unconventional <laughs> Yeah, and just like the normalization of mm-hmm. um, being like you as a girl being treated badly in a relationship or right. just like even before a relationship as a good thing is kind of messed up. Um, yeah. And the fact that that gets romanticized, I think, in fiction mm-hmm. a lot where it's just like, oh, he seems so distant. It's like, he's literally not into her, but like, <laughs> that's how it gets played off yeah. because that's just such a common trope. Um, I've seen that in so much and I'm just not into those characters at all. Like, Valid. where's the appeal? Because the flip side of it is what? The guy being super nice and super yeah. into his emotions and like open with that. And for some reason that's, not something we see as commonly which personally i love that like i love characters who are just or characters are like even people in real life too i just i'm just talking about this as like a fictional right but um in real life too like i'm most attracted to people who are super in tune with their emotions and vulnerable and self telling me what they think and self-reflective like that to me is so infinitely more appealing like as a girl so I don't know. I don't know why the opposite gets portrayed so much exactly. Um, that just, that confuses me sometimes. Yeah. Not into it. Yeah. No, I totally observe the same thing because, like, um, I was on TikTok earlier and, like, I just, like, noticed a lot of, like, toxic behaviors as in, like, you know, I mean, I've noticed, like, the same thing. Like, there's a lot of girls. I'm not, I'm not trying to generalize anything, but, like, there's a lot of girls who are attracted to, like, you know, the cold, like, almost, like, slightly abusive they are abusive so like they like they like the fact that the guy is like a cold and abusive and like just standoffish Um, and like that's like something that they're attracted to and I'm just like wondering if that like has to do with like the society that we're in because like I guess because like we don't have as much like feminine like power or like energy going on right here we're attracted to the men who don't show their emotions I don't know if that makes any sense I think but it's like media. media I think it's media like I think mm. although I guess media is portrayed based on what people prefer but um like a mm. lot of our media portrayals like movies books tv shows all have like the cold main character boy mm. but like I guess media is based off of what people prefer in real life so I don't know but 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been guilty of like, you know, finding a guy that's like cold and like standoffish, attractive, like, I'm not gonna lie. But obviously, like, if I like wanted a relationship with a, like someone, I would want them to be like nice and really vulnerable and like open with their emotions. And it's just like, crazy how like, there is attraction to like the other type. And but maybe you're right, maybe it is media, it's like media portraying it in a way that's attractive. But there's so many people who are attracted to the same thing. So I'm just like confused. But, I think it's yeah. also like women are taught to like fix people. I was just gonna say that. Oh, really? I was formulating that in my mind. Like he's cold and standoffish, but like I'm thinking of like okay, just imagine a TV show, cold and standoffish dude. The main character, uh, this just this adorable woman who is just like she gets with him and like helps him show off yes. his, his vulnerable side. He doesn't get there on his own. Like no. it's about her getting those emotions out of him and, and fixing him, yeah. like you said. So I definitely like the appeal in it is not that he stays cold and standoffish, but like that you as a girl you can help him mm-hmm. get to that point instead of him just like going to therapy and getting there on his own. Right. So like, yeah, not yeah. to interrupt you. No, I'm glad you did. Like that's absolutely yeah. where the appeal comes from. And like how we get like a good story out of yeah. it um mm-hmm. which is so messed up and places way too much responsibility on girls right. when a relationship should be a two-part thing and both of you should be trying to like better yourselves and right. be your best selves for each other instead of one of you putting in 110 percent and the other person doing nothing <laughs> um so yeah I just I yeah I can really jump off of that that just yeah that, that gave me a lot relationships shouldn't be two half people helping each other be one whole person they should be two whole people helping each other be a cute couple yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. relationships here today. <laughs> yes yeah. i have a question i was i don't know if you guys have an answer for this or not and completely open-ended um so like you know how like in general um girls are I, I don't know if there's like a biological um reason for this but like they say that like girls are more nurturing and there's like the motherly instinct do you think that has anything to do with how girls or women in general want to fix their oh, partner oh for sure yeah there's absolutely <laughs> there um and I don't even know I don't I am strong like just a part of me really wants to fight back hard against that idea that that's something innate in women I definitely think that has to do with how we're socialized and brought up um right. like and just how we're encouraged to act like this myth that like girls are weaker even like like back Mm. when when it's like okay men go to war or like men even like even farther back like men do the hunting things like that um for sure like this has been a historical thing for sure but I don't think it's biological and natural like I think Mm. it just has to do with how stuff has gotten dictated historically in societies that we have created I don't know like I I feel like men are just as capable yeah like everyone is just as capable of like raising children or like <laughs> um being nurturing like that's kind of just like a either a personality trait or like a, a skill that you can work to develop mm-hmm. so i don't know I, I think i don't know if biology in my mind has, has a ton to do with that because i feel like that's too fixed and like restrictive i guess and even um, if biology does have something to do with it it's still something that like it not gonna decide all of it like it's gonna be like a little bit and then you can decide what you want to do for yourself yeah I I guess I just the danger for me comes in when 
men will use mm -hmm. the biology That's excuse true, yeah. in order to basically shirk their work <laughs> yeah and um not to your part or be like oh women should bring kids it's right like, okay. okay um yeah so like yeah that's kind of how i use that employed or how i have seen that yeah. that argument be employed and so part mm -hmm. of me is just kind of like that's bs anyone can raise a child yeah like, for sure. so i don't know that's kind of what i would subscribe to i don't know if you guys are on, on the same page as that that or, makes sense or yeah. think there's maybe something biological going on i don't know yeah um, yeah no yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think there is like something like biological and something like instinctual behind that. But I think like we're also conditioned to behave ways too. So based on like, you know, our life experience, we might decide that, hey, I don't want to be like the motherly nurturing person that biology assumes that we're all going to be like, maybe I want to be the person that's running the business and making the calls and making the decisions, you know. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting how that how much that's changed. Like just looking back in history, like like you said that like it was like the men who went out to hunt and find the food, and the women who like took care of the children and were cooking and doing all the you know housework and stuff like that. And and yeah, so like it it makes me think that it's not all biology. It's definitely it's something that we can choose and we can decide to tap into at any time. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had another thing on here, religion. Did you guys have anything yes. to say on that? <laughs> uh, you were thinking on it first, so I'll let you. Um, I can touch on it. Let's see. I kind of have to gather my thoughts here because I have a lot to say on this. I wrote an essay or finished an essay yesterday on like just analyzing how different parts of either my history or my identity have like influenced my perception of gender. And that was really fun to write. Um, And a lot of what I talked about had to deal with religion because I was raised in like a really religious environment um and in a lot of ways it was very restrictive on things like gender and gender identity and the idea of like a gender binary um that kind of thing so i mean that's how i grew up and with that um a lot of like internalized misogyny um and like women specifically like catholic women should do this should be this should act this way and that's when I grew up. I was like, okay, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have children and my husband will go work. It's like, like, it's, I don't know what yeah. year it is. I'm like, what? So nowadays looking back, I'm like, no way. But um, like just how I was raised, I was like, okay, so that's what I'm expected to become. That's like what a good and like godly woman is. Yeah. And so I would see uh, or hear just about women who would be like, oh, like I don't want to have kids or um, basically, mainly just, I don't want to have kids or like, focusing more on their jobs or yeah or women getting divorced was not allowed mm -hmm. or just like divorce was taboo um so seeing that stuff like little me would sometimes just be like wait that's not what I was told was supposed to happen like I guess they're like not doing the right thing with their lives and so definitely not like hateful but just kind of confused and yeah. like just that internalized misogyny like I don't know if they're doing the right thing. Like, what do I know? I'm like 10 years old. <laughs> um, so definitely like religion definitely played a part when I think about, I didn't think it did for the longest time, but looking back, it's just like, there's all these restrictions placed on women that came from my church um, yeah. that are literally stuck in centuries past. Like I have no idea why that stuff is still going on, but the church is at least mine was just a very traditional environment and viewed any sort of cultural progress or change as like a bad thing 
So yeah, like a totally counterculture kind of deal, um, which is how I grew up. So yeah, that was kind of my experience. Not great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if you guys can relate to that at oh, all yeah. with religion specifically, but I, we, well, we recently had a conversation also about how, like, neither of us realized that um, Jesus had siblings until, like, very recently. Yes. And because we were taught in, like, religion that Mary was a virgin. She never sinned. Mm. She was all, like, you know, all those things. Yeah. And, like, she had kids. She had sex eventually. <laughs> it's not a, I'm, like, I don't know. I don't hate the Catholic Church. I did grow up Catholic. I no longer identify as such but that's just because there's certain things I no longer agree with um but there's a lot of like Christian guilt about exploring sex at all dude yes. um guilt is such a big thing like they are so they love guilt <laughs> like they love it it's insanity like just how guilty I felt for eventually thinking like I don't know if I want to like get married immediately and have children. Like I kind of want to do my own thing for a while. Like I would feel guilty about that yeah. or just other things too. Like I'm specifically talking about gender here. Um, but just with other aspects of my identity too, I just feel like guilty. And yeah, um, that's just kind of like, I realized that not every church environment is like this. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to mine specifically, like yeah. obviously not going to trash on religious people do what you want. Um, but just this is my specific environment mm-hmm. and I don't think it was at all like constructive or just like a healthy place really to like explore things like identity and understand what gender really is and understand what like womanhood truly is like yeah. just did not get that sense and then what Miranda was saying about virginity too being mm-hmm. a huge thing um yeah. and it's like it starts to get creepy when you think about it um too much mm-hmm. um this especially like in the Catholic church, I know we're huge on Mary and mm-hmm. the biggest thing about Mary is her virginity. Um, and so yeah. even just with that, like there's a bunch of just weird associations and like just how much reverence is placed around that. Um, and it also definitely translated into later on when we did have like, I guess, sex ed, I put like heavy quotations <laughs> around that because it was literally nothing and basically right. distressed like sex ed, don't Catholic do sex, yeah, Catholic sex ed is basically just don't, <laughs> and mm-hmm. <laughs> no real info. And they get married and let a guy make up. Literally, like, yeah. Not all Catholics, again. Like, no, 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 my experience, yeah. like, just a big, big asterisk, and under that is just, this is just my experience. If you had a good Catholic education experience, fantastic, I'm jealous of you, um, <laughs> but I just think that there are some things, like, inherently in the church that, are super outdated and, and misogynistic all that. So yeah, I don't know. That was kind of a lot. <laughs> um, no, I really enjoyed um, hearing about that. It's like I was making so many connections to like a lot of things that I've like experienced in my life too. Okay. Just like the whole guilt with like like exploring like sexuality, which shouldn't. There's like so much taboo around that. It bothers me so much because it. It honestly, like, was a huge thing for me. Like, I felt so guilty. I felt, I was stressed and anxious all the time because I was like, God hates me because I, like, want to, like, know about this stuff and I want to explore this stuff. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I've just been, like, I'm not trying to generalize anything, but, like, I feel like a lot, some institutions, they base, like, religion on, like, fear-mongering and just, like, you know, trying to, like, well, if you do this, you're going to go to hell. Or if you do this, then maybe 
you'll get into heaven, but who knows, you have to do this. And it's all just like instilling fear. Like if you don't, like you need to be in fear for you to get something out of it. And it's just so like contradictory to me. Like, isn't it supposed to be like about love and like, you know, acceptance and supporting? I'm not like saying that all like institutions do this because there are really, really nice institutions, you know, who help you through everything. And it's totally understandable, but I've also had some bad experiences with like religion and just like people telling me what I can and can't do. And it just bothers me so, so much. I feel like we could have like a whole episode just oh, yeah. talking about like virginity and sexuality. Cause that's huge for women. Cause like no one teaches you like what you're supposed to do and like how you're supposed to handle certain things. And like, it's all kind of like based around like how I feel like it's based around how men might experience it. And like also, yes. yeah, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you both about it. It's just like you mentioned how, um, it's, it's taboo, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of learn about your sexuality, your body, things like that, when that's so crucial to understanding yeah. yourself. And I was going to ask if you guys felt that that was, it was more or less taboo for women versus men, because I know mm-hmm. I have thoughts on that, but I want to know if you guys thought like as a woman specifically, is there more of a taboo surrounding us learning about our bodies or not so much? I definitely think there is. Yeah. Yes. I've <laughs> periods work. Oh my god. Like, like she like recently realized how to figured out how to use tampons. Like, oh my god. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And like men, like there's stereotypes about men watching porn. And then when women watch porn, it's like, ew, you're gross. Why are you watching porn? Right. Are you masturbating? Weird Wh- women have needs too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just like yeah that's a whole other conversation too it's just like yeah just if we talk about sexuality specifically like pornography being tailored to men mm-hmm. when it's yes. or just like being sexually inclined as like an exclusively male experience or like a yeah. exclusively male condition i feel yeah. like that gets pushed mm-hmm. and it stems from women just like not knowing anything about right. their own bodies because right. you just talk about it so yeah like there's a lot to understand but should not be like disallowed from understanding it um Mm -hmm. i don't know it like definitely feel like it's way more taboo as a woman to own your sexuality understand your own body things like that for sure so i don't know shivani do you feel the same way Oh, for sure. For sure. I totally think it's based around men. And it's, it's so frustrating. And I like, I was thinking about this. I mean, like if men, I mean, not men, women, if women don't really understand like how their body works, how are men supposed to understand it? How are they supposed to give men, I mean, women the best experience that they can have? Because if like women don't get that education and don't really know about their bodies, like you can't expect a, like a man to make you feel good. Like, no, like, I've, oh my goodness. I've seen on Twitter, like in multiple posts that like, a lot of the times, like when guys, I don't know how sexual women want this to get, but I'm just gonna say it. Go People do it. Do I apologize. It. Like a lot of the times when guys get orgasms, girls don't, because the men <laughs> do what they can to please themselves and don't exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, I could like 
like I could go into like a whole conversation because like I've done a little too much research on this because I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah no like I think there's like a certain I don't know if there's like a certain time period but like it definitely takes a woman a longer time to like orgasm in general than men mm-hmm. than men and like you need to like arouse the woman like you know make sure that they're like comfortable and stuff like that we could get into a whole episode about this like yeah. this kind of like I make like I have like so much in my mind that I want to talk about because it's like honestly something that I wish people would talk about more because it's I don't like when people well, I don't I just I don't like the fact that like people still think of it as like a taboo and I think it's something that would really help us just like in general with our lives mm-hmm. to be comfortable with like self-expression and being creative and just having just like a healthier like mental like mental well-being mental health and I think it's definitely something that we should talk about more but I'd love to talk about this more at some point also it's I'm just gonna say something I know you were about to say we're almost out of time so I could see that look <laughs> but also if it weren't so taboo I feel like we have less instances of sexual assault. True. That's absolutely true. Yeah. That's very, very true. Very, very true. I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's just like the fact that like, like from the beginning that, you know, men, women were supposed to be modest and like that's carried on till now. Like men don't know how to act when women are not modest. And Mm -hmm. it's like, we've been conditioned or they've been conditioned in a way to react I feel like, do you think that's, do you think that's a thing? Do you think they've been conditioned to react, like, um, I don't know, like, want to do things when they, when they see, like, a woman, you know, being a little more scandalous? Well, yeah, because women are so objectified that I think, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's almost natural at this point to sort of erase her humanity, um, and see her as just that object, um, so yeah, for sure. Definitely think that speaks to the lack of restrictions or not restrictions, but just like discipline, I guess, we put on behavior like that. Like it's so normalized. And also just like the lack of respect boys we have. Being boys. boys being boys. Boys being boys, yeah. Like the lack of respect we have for discipline in general. Yeah. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I would also say like a lot of the times, like the um, perpetrators of assault, when it is well, actually, when it's either gender, when it's male or woman, um, they either claim that they don't know they, what they were doing wrong or they don't know it was wrong. Um, and I think to an extent, better sex ed would help with that. Obviously, there's issues, like other issues besides sex ed that are playing a role, but um, oh, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely think, I was going to slip this in. I'm glad you mentioned that. But just like comprehensive sex ed literally helps every single person. Like, that's just Very the true. truth and it helps people know about things, know what's wrong. Um, and if something bad is happening to them, they will know about it. Um, and like, I just think that's so important. Um, like it just helps you know yourself so much better, helps you understand things that you need to understand. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, for sure. Like definitely the hugest advocate for that, especially because what I got was the complete opposite. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, I have two more things. So one, <laughs> we're going to keep going. I love this topic. I'm like, I'm so excited about this. Um, <laughs> um, first, do you think there is a certain like age or grade or time that um, like kids or like people, teenagers should be learning about like comprehensive sex ed? Or do you think it should just be like, you know, in high school or should it be later? Or should it be earlier? Do you have... 
any opinions on that? I have, I have. I knew, Marina, I knew, Marina, I knew, I knew, I knew I she, knows, she knows I have a take on this. Literally, okay, okay. I every conservative's worst nightmare because I am one of those people who is like, you need to be teaching kids as soon as they are able to understand anything that if someone is touching them in a bad way, <laughs> that is bad. Like to understand like their bodies and also the to no understand, no right, the no-no square, you know? Like you got to get that shit in their heads. Sorry, I don't know if I can yeah. swear. <laughs> no, do it. It's okay. It's cool. I mean, if you swore on the podcast. Oh, okay. yeah. But yeah. Girl, you I can't to, keep it down. You just need to, like, that stuff should start as soon as possible. Um, And you don't have to, like, I mean, obviously, you don't have to go into, like, gross stuff with, mm-hmm. a, with like, a four-year-old. Yeah. That's stupid. And people pretend that's what I mean when I say, like, comprehensive sex ed but no it just means when you have a four-year-old teaching them about how no one should touch them without their permission like you can teach a four-year-old consent like yes. you can you can not you're, you're not even dumbing things down it's just like putting it in terms that they can understand and don't you give should, someone a hug if they don't want a hug right like ask permission before you hug people or other people should before they hug you or anything along those lines like and then just keep reinforcing that. And as they get older and learning, learn about more things, understand more about the world, introduce things gradually mm-hmm. and get up to a point where you can maybe talk about the, well, I guess, more detailed stuff, like things like, yeah. like naming sexual assaults, things like that. Um, yeah. I absolutely think that helps every single person. Like I will stand by that forever. Um, yeah, so that's how I feel about it. <laughs> Yeah, love that. And no, I totally agree with that. And I think it's, I think there's totally a point to like doing it gradually and starting early because like the earlier you're able to identify like things that are wrong, the better. I mean, I like was thinking back to like experiences that I had. I definitely would have benefited from knowing what things were wrong and when they happened. But yeah, Miranda, did you have anything that you would add to that? I like what she said, so I'm not going to (laughs) add. Okay, cool, cool. Um, What was the second thing I had? Um, This was more just a comment, but like, like kind of going back to like how we were talking about like men were conditioned to like, you know, like objectify women. I think it almost depends on like where in the world you are too. Because like, I know in like the ancient past, like, you know, there were women who were like, it was normal for women to go out without like, you know, no bras, no shirts, no nothing. And like men were okay with that. And like, you know, and also like, I think it's in, is it, was it in Brazil that I remember this? I don't know like where exactly, but I think one of our friends was talking about going to like nude beaches. And so like, you know, there's like, people walking out there nude and there's like, you know, no one cares and everyone's really open and there is no like, you know, assaulting or harassment going on. It's just like the norm. So mm-hmm. like, it might depend on like where you were brought up and like the beliefs yeah, and like values. Yeah. I and, definitely like, think it's, it's cultural. I also mm-hmm. think it's media messaging um, and what gets mm-hmm. glorified, not only just like in TV shows, movies, but also just in advertising. Um, you see like horny advertising way too often oh my God. <laughs> um or just like hot women doing things um so by the like men. lingerie like it's natural like there's, there's not ugly women on anything um and yeah. so like I say I like even just ugly like I, that's sounds so harsh because like just yeah. conventionally attractive mm-hmm. I'll say that's better yeah. um yeah there's like conventionally attractive women when there's a woman in a yeah. conventionally attractive Otherwise, it's like a political statement and people get upset about it. So (laughs) um, that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of it 
has to play into what we see on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis um, and things that we choose to spend our free time on. And definitely, Shivani, like you mentioned, the cultural aspect of just what is okay and what is not. But I think that's like due in large part to the media, for sure. For sure, for sure. I feel like in America, it's just like so blown out of proportion because it's not as bad, at least because I've like, I've traveled to like different countries and stuff, but like, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Everything's so sexualized. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, how did this happen? But uh, it's it's weird when you step back and think, because like everything is so sexualized, but at the same time, our sex education is atrocious. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) So it's just kind of this unhealthy cycle, I feel like, where you're you start to grow up and, and you well not even when you start to grow up like you're seeing advertisements as, as a little kid um and mm-hmm. seeing women being objectified like from yeah. the minute you're conscious of, of it so yeah I don't know um just kind of like this vicious cycle I feel like in a lot of ways but for sure that's too negative like it's good that we're talking about it <laughs> I will say to put a positive spin on it and it seems yeah. like more and more people are kind of conscious yeah. and like media yeah. literate which is really nice there's a new like a lot more of like women um, being sex positive now. Oh, for sure. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely observed that too. Just people being more like open and ready to discuss and educate people about it. Like it makes me really, really happy. And I hope there's more of that in the future because we have a lot of work to do, but mm-hmm. yeah. Do you guys have any ending comments or things you want to talk about before we wrap this up? We're done already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I blinked and it was over. This is so much fun. It was fun. <laughs> we had a great topic. This was great. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. I could easily talk about this stuff for hours and hours and hours. So this was, this was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us. This was super yeah, fun. It was an absolute blast. I knew I ran my mouth a lot. So I hope you guys I know I ran your mouth a lot. That was good. <laughs> yeah yeah no honestly I love listening to you I love I love listening to other people talk and just be like ooh, like what more information can I get from you like ooh. <laughs> well, thank you guys for letting me on yeah this was wonderful yeah, I'll let you know when the best stuff yes sure, so sure. Mm. all right so to our listeners um if you guys have any questions comments or feedback you can email us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com we have an instagram at farfromnormalpodcast and also a google survey thing in our instagram so you can just enter any questions comments or feedback in that survey it's all anonymous and um, give us a follow like subscribe and we'll see you in our next episode love you guys love you bye